All right. Well, they've had many introductions now, so we can go ahead and introduce Jonathan and Carolina. We're so glad to have you guys here. We're so thankful to hear all about what the Lord is preparing for you guys. So let's welcome them, you guys. Thank you very much, Alex. Um, yes, we, we are very thankful for, for Alex and the way that she's helped organize uh, all of this. I got an email quite a while back ago, so it's she's been planning this for a long time. Uh, just very thankful for these ministries and the ladies that are in charge and then you who support it, who are a part of it. Uh, thank you very much for that. We, we want to take a little bit of time and present the ministry that we one to have in Argentina here in the near future, Lord willing. Um, we are the Willoughbys, Jonathan, Carolina Willoughby. We have two children, Tobias and Sophia. Um, we're very thankful for the family Lord has, has given us. And our desire today is to share with you a little bit of, of our, our, our heartbeats for South America, for Argentina. We want to tell you a little bit about our story. And we want to tell you what the ministry is going to look like once we're there in Argentina. Uh, let me tell you a little bit first about our family. Um, as you can see there, this is this is actually an engagement picture uh, when Carolina, got, Carolina and I got engaged. Um, we have our, our respective jerseys. I am from Uruguay. My wife is from Argentina. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Uruguay and Argentina are neighboring countries. Uh, my wife grew up near Buenos Aires, Argentina, in a little town called Lobos, which that's where we're going, Lord willing. And I grew up in Uruguay the smaller country here, and uh, they're neighbor countries, and they're very similar in culture. Um, you'll hear time and time again through our, our story and what we're sharing, just the Lord orchestrating a lot of little details, even in our, in our relationship, and just how <laughs> growing up in South America, uh, two countries that are right beside each other, um, and we actually went to the same beaches, we, f- we found out after actually being here and getting married, during our summers growing up, uh, my parents are missionaries in Uruguay. Uh, her parents have been, her dad is a pastor f- for years in Argentina. And um, we, we talked and we, we realized that probably a lot of the years we, we walked right by each other on the beach and we didn't even notice it. Um, but it's, you know, it's just the Lord kind of, you know, as, as we come back here and we see and, and we're thankful for how he's orchestrated that. And a lot of the culture, like I said, is, is very similar between Uruguay and Argentina. We eat a lot of the same food. We have a lot of same um, practices of things we do with with our people, um, but we're also very, as you see in this picture, we're rival countries. Um, Uruguay and Argentina do not get along when it comes to soccer, so this was this is a necessary picture in our engagement uh, photo shoot. It was actually interesting that my my friends, when they found out was getting engaged and going to marry an Argentinian, were not happy. They said, "What are you What are you doing? This this can't happen. We are rivals." So. You know, just these little things, little fun details of our, our relationship. Yeah, so we met here at Grace. Uh, he, when he came here, he met my family almost right away, and my family really liked him and started talking a lot about him in the house. Um, so he was very good friends with everyone except me because I was being very shy and I will not really talk to him. Uh, so, for example, he will say, how is this going? Fine. <laughs> And then that's it. It's like, okay. Um, so, but then later on, uh, I decided to be in 180 ministry. And that's, uh, I'm saying this because as I, 
the Lord was giving me the desire to be in the high school ministry, also in the back of my mind was like, well, if I go to that ministry, that means I will not see him because the only time that I saw him was in Spanish ministry. <laughs> but I knew that that wasn't like the right motivation to stay in Spanish ministry. But I knew I was also thinking about that. Yeah, um, and that, you know, and just with that detail, it was interesting how, as I was in Spanish ministry and Carolina was serving in high school ministry and she made that decision, I remember. One time, being on the campus, and I was walking around, and I saw her and her mother, and they were waiting for some special appointment. And so I, I got close, and I, I, I talked, you know, started talking. You know, what are you guys up to? And and they shared that Carolina was about to get, have an interview for to, to be part of the high school ministry to serve there. And I remember seeing them afterwards and talking, and she just was very excited about this. She was excited that she had, you know, they accepted her. They wanted her to be part of the high school ministry staff. And I saw her heart for, for ministry. Like it was just a genuine desire to be there, not to have some leadership position. It was, she wanted to, to serve. Like several leaders, as she, you know, as she shared with me later on when we were engaged, several leaders poured into her life on a daily basis. They would text her and, and she, she showed that she was very excited about being able to do this now for the ladies, the girls that were there. And it's just ironic how she left the ministry, she left Spanish ministry to serve. And because she did that, that sparked a desire in my heart and my, to me to, to know her, uh, to know her because I saw that this was genuine. She really wanted to be involved in this. And I said, I want, I want somebody like this to, to serve with me in ministry. And so that's the Lord. That's the Lord just kind of putting, putting those details together. Yeah, so, you know, with that little story, it just shows, like, to me, and we always think about it, how the Lord's timing is perfect because since he arrived, until we actually start dating or talking a little bit, uh, there was years in there in between. Because I came here when I was 13. I was first, and then, yeah. So it was just years there waiting. Because uh, I started liking him from the beginning <laughs> and observing him. So the Lord used that time a lot to work in my heart, to teach me things, to wait, or just to pray about it. <laughs> and, um, you know, many times I thought it wasn't going to end up like that. And, but, yeah, just the Lord's timing and how the Lord allowed that time to go by just to keep teaching me. Even things that, you know, can apply right now in our marriage as well. Um, but, yeah, so finally we start dating and then we marry. And then in our first date, um, we talk, like, about, like, three hours or so about <laughs> ministry. <laughs> uh, we talk, like, our desires were, like, to serve, to be involved in a Spanish um, culture, uh, ministry, and somehow. And by then, though, he was already thinking on joining my dad. Um, so we were just talking about that, and as we were talking, I was just, it's just neat how to see how the Lord just gave us the same desires and uh, just prepare us, created us before we even knew each other from our birth, knowing that we were going to be together, because mm. we just... Or culture, just the way we think, and just there's so many details in our life that just shows how the Lord is behind everything, and just just put us together, and um, uh, yeah, not only He blesses us with our marriage, but also with two kids, uh, Tobias, he's two years old, and then Sophia, she's um, ten months. Um, yeah, there there's such a joy for us uh, to to. 
to have them is truly a gift from the Lord. Uh, we're learning a lot through them as well. Yeah, and and it's been you know blessing and joy for us to to see them interact as they grow up. And obviously, those details many of you know. That's just such a special time as a parent. Um, but even as we have had the opportunity to to parent our kids to to discipline, even from you know small age, and and to train them, we the Lord allowed us to be in Argentina at the end of last year, and we as a young couple, you know, young parents with young kids. We're already being approached by a lot of the, the the men that were getting trained there, the the men and their wives, asking us questions about how to parent their children. South America, you guys are going to hear this probably a lot in the next, you know, from now to the next few years, is just growing with the truths of the gospel, the doctrines of grace, you know, reformed, you know, soteriology, the you know, salvation, how the reformers saw it. It's growing, it's booming, and it's a blessing. And these men are just. They're ingesting and they love it, but just some of these practical things. Uh, we noticed, you know, we were with several families and they were just having a hard time with their kids. And we know that for men to be qualified, for men to be able to train and to be able to teach, they need to have their home in order. And so we see, you know, even now, just with our two little kids, the Lord has, has used a lot of you uh, to help us, you know, to come alongside of us. Tell us, you know, this is what Scripture says about parenting. This is what you should do with your child. And all of this has been really helpful for us. And we, we already saw it, and just we got a little taste of it, as some parents were just like, I have no idea what to do. My kid is just, he does not obey, he's rebellious. And so this is this has just been the Lord's grace also just preparing us, training us, yeah. even right now. A little example of that is when... We went to Argentina to visit. We got to, to one event, and they just grabbed me, two ladies, sent me there. Okay, you need to tell us. How do you discipline? I was like, all right, this is what I heard from Grace, and this is what, you know, like, I can see how you guys are, are being helping us a lot. And because a lot of, you know, what I'm saying is things that I, so, you know, I don't have the experience either. So it's like, this is what I've seen over there. And this is, so it's just sharing, like, we're just learning a lot, um, just seeing a lot of godly couples. And we don't have that there, or I don't remember seeing that growing up, um, not, not as much. Um, so I know that's going to be a, a big part of our ministry because we already experienced it when we went there. Um, so, so, yeah, if you also can pray for our family to be a good example to others, kids. Yeah, and uh, alongside the family and how the Lord is training us through our kids is what we actually came, what I came here for. Um, I came to train at the Master Seminary, um, but Carolina also had the opportunity to, to be trained in her way as well uh, after her dad came and after a few years passed. I'll let her share a little bit about that. Yeah, so when I was in high school, I really wanted to go back to Argentina. I was missing Argentina, and I just wanted to be involved in my church there. And But my last year of high school, the Lord started showing me how uh, there was a lot of maybe, well, some ladies and girls, friends, but also older people that would come to me and just tell me their struggles. And I started noticing that I would just tell them, <clears throat> sorry, uh, whatever I was um thinking my thoughts but no I wasn't using the scripture the authority that the scripture has so the Lord started showing me that and also at the same time was opening the door for me to go to master's um, now it's university um, so yeah I was able to go there and that's why I decided to do biblical counseling um, 
just to learn that and to how to use the scriptures uh, to help others. And also now I'm seeing also in our family as well. Mm-hmm. But I also decided to do communications, which is not the speaking part, as you can tell, <laughs> but it's more like the designing or just computer st- some computer stuff. <laughs> so, and now actually I decided to do that because it's a job that I can do from home if I ever have to, to work. But also now we are seeing that maybe in the future we can also use it in Argentina because they also need some help with that as well. So I'm thankful also in how the Lord even allow, just was directing everything before we knew mm-hmm. our future. And um, in 2011, I came to California to study at the Master's Seminary and in 2015, I graduated with my Master's of Divinity, and I am currently, I've finished all my classes of the Master's of Theology. I just have uh, my thesis left, which, Lord willing, I'll finish this summer. And just to tell you a little bit about that, um, the Lord placed on my heart, and actually I was talking with Alejandro, the missionary who's already there, uh, about what would be most helpful, because I want to write a thesis, which obviously has to be very academically oriented, but also that I can use it once I'm there. And as I was telling you, the doctrines of grace, the Reformed um, doctrines of salvation have been going to South America, and they're just, it's booming right now. But along with that, not to bore you with academic details, but along with that, they also think that when you, if you believe these doctrines, you also should believe in the Reformed doctrines of the end times, which they think is that there is no future reign of Christ. Christ will not come to this earth and reign here for a thousand years. That is what they believe, and that's what they think goes right along with these great doctrines of grace. And the the thesis that I'm writing is actually to, uh, I won't get into all the details, but it'll, it'll just help present a biblical, um, just a, yeah, in the book of Revelation, actually, exactly. I'm doing a study in the book of Revelation to just have arguments to say, look, the scripture does teach a future millennial kingdom of Christ. This is necessary. This is necessary for God to fulfill his promises to us that are found in the Old Testament. So all of this, just seeing, you know, the Lord is stirring these, these things in my heart to go and then help these men think through these issues, which, you know, some might think they're, they're secondary, but they are important for us to understand how to interpret Scripture. Because if you really don't think that the Bible is teaching a millennium in the future, you're probably not interpreting the way you should the rest of scripture either at times so you need to be careful with that so just a a little detail that again the lord is just kind of pointing us and helping us prepare to help pastors to help families there in south america and and really these two programs have been a blessing for us uh, at the seminary and at the university Um, a little bit now about the ministry that we've are we've had already the the past ministry the present ministry and the future We'd like you to know, know a little bit about what we've done here at Grace, um, and then we'll tell you what we're doing in, in Argentina. Yeah, so soon after I came, uh, the Lord gave me the opportunity to be able to be uh, helping in a children's um, class in Spanish ministry. Uh, it's interesting that many of these kids, they're in high school or some of them in college now. But, yeah, so that was a neat opportunity, and then also later on, like, as I say before, I was in 180, which is high school ministry, for, like, around two years until we got engaged. Um, and now I am in the current ministry, you know, Spanish ministry, but 
you know, mainly say he is my ministry mainly and I my kids, so which is something I'm learning because my tendency is usually to say yes to everything. Um, so I know I need a lot of wisdom in that and like we're talking as well that, you know, when, in the future when we go to Argentina, I know I will struggle with this and I need wisdom in knowing how to do ministry at the same time. And I know each season is different because Argentina is a culture is very friendly is very focused on events and friends. We, I grew up just having people at my house all the time. My mom is just you know, very good at having people, hosting people, and, and that's how I grew up, And uh, which I think is great. But I know there's also a lot of wisdom in knowing because we have little ones and also him, you know, to them, you know, they are the priorities. And so, so yeah, just learning that and just now my, my ministry now and, and, you know, slowly, probably as the kids grow older, I will be able to help more and more in other things. But. Yeah, and as I mentioned already, I, I served in Spanish ministry for, for five years alongside of Pastor Henry Tilopilo. No, I wasn't a teenager there. <laughs> a lot of people in Spanish ministry, I get a lot that I, if I ever shave, I, I, I don't, I look like I should belong in high school ministry uh, <laughs> under Carolina's <laughs> guidance. But... The Lord has really provided just for some good opportunities to learn from Pastor Henry Tolopilo, Pastor Michael Mahoney, who leads Spanish ministry. And being in Spanish ministry, I got some good idea of how to how to help administrate a ministry of that size. As you know, it's growing incredibly. Uh, we have over 600 attendees each each week now in Spanish ministry. And I also got to teach, preach. Uh, I was involved in a home Bible study. All just these. Very important uh, details, experiences that I was able to have and Lord willing will use in the future. Um, but in the Lord's providence, um, because of how much just ministry in the Spanish-speaking world is growing, the Master Seminary has also, also has a good problem now that they, they're receiving a lot of Spanish-speaking students. And we have a new program. It's called the Masters in Biblical Ministry. And this is a, about a 39-hour uh, Masters, like an MA almost. And we are getting, you know, 40 students a semester uh, that are wanting to study online. And so when this started happening, they asked me to come over to the seminary and work, put all my hours into there. And that's been a blessing because I've been able to to serve alongside Josiah Grauman um, and a lot of the, the men that are there in this picture. And this has also been so helpful to prepare me for future ministry because not only do I want to be involved in the church and strengthening the church, but we want to also train men, which is what Alejandro Palufo is is doing right now. And so he needs help in administration. He need help he needs help with teaching classes and organizing the courses and grading papers and all of that. So it's just, you know, the Lord kind of preparing us even in, in, in this step and I, that's been a joy. Being at the seminary has been a lot of a lot of fun and uh, just a great experience for, for me. We want to tell you a little bit so that's been our past and present ministry. Now we want to tell a little bit about Argentina. Um, if, if you, uh, when I, I remember when I would tell people about Uruguay, um, nobody knew where that is, where that was. They said, where is that, uh, in Africa? <laughs> I think they thought probably Uganda or something like that. But Argentina is a larger country and it's a little more well known. And if you know anything about Argentina, you know, it's, it's crazy about, about soccer. I mean, it's, 
Um, the person right here is one of the best, probably the best soccer player in the world at this point. And this is really a, a religion. It's an, it's an idol for people there. Um, these, these men are actually worshipped. I've done some research into some, there are some sects that actually believe they are gods. And so it's, it's you know, it's a big deal. Um, now the soccer's bad, but there it's, it's, uh, it's just, it, it's a priority. And, uh, and so soccer is a big thing. Obviously the food, uh, both of us, Grew up kind of on the being from Uruguay and from Argentina, we grew up on a lot of this delicious European food. It's very European in its culture, unlike a lot of the rest of South America. Um, a lot of Italians, a lot of Spaniards that migrated there. In my case, from Uruguay, when when the colonists came, the conquistadores came to Uruguay, they killed off all the Indians. So it's actually, even though we have a, a, a mix today. Uh, that was the the reality with that part of South America. So a lot of a lot of European culture there, uh, a lot of excellent excellent food and meat. Uh, I, gotta, I better move on. <laughs> what I just ate was great. Uh, I'm not saying anything of that. And so I just have a few details there. This is something that's very typical of all culture. Uh, it's called mate. Uh, both in Uruguay and Argentina, they 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 drink it a lot. It's not a drug. It's like a tea. A lot of people. When we used to go through the the airport security line, yeah, I remember years ago they were like, "What is this? <laughs> and who are you to walk through with a whole kilo of this?" And this is actually <laughs> this is actually just almost like drinking tea, but it's a little a little stronger, a little more bitter, and it's it's what people drink there as, as their coffee. Um, and it and I put it there just because it represents. It's a very Uruguay and Argentina. They're very communal. They're they're community oriented. They love after after church service. We sit down with people in a circle, drink mate, and talk. Well, we share the mate. We share so the same mate. Everyone drinks the from same, the same one. The same metal straw. It. <laughs> yeah. We all share the same straw. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about bringing it and, sh- and sharing it with you, but no. And, and it really it's it's something I didn't I didn't realize how gross that was until I was in the states. <laughs> Um, but you just don't think about it. It's just part of the culture, and, and you share it, and it doesn't matter the person beside you doesn't have teeth. You know, you still, it, you know, it, you just you just share it, and you, know, you don't think twice about it. But they really are. They're very community-oriented, um, and it's it really is a, an interesting and, and a fun culture to be a part of. Um, there's our little, our little gaucho. Uh, he, uh, we've used them a few times in our in Spanish ministry. We have our international dinners, and and so you know people dress up from like you know from Argentina, from Uruguay, from you know all the different countries of South America, and so we we dress them up <laughs> as uh, Argentina gaucho. Um, but with that, Argentina obviously um, going to the more the the economic side. Argentina is a country that for a long time was considered the the most prosperous when it came to economy and such years ago. Right now, it's going through a very difficult time. Um, but Argentina, because it was so prominent for so long, and other details related to being more European and such, is very is a very prideful country. Um, they a lot, and my wife and I would joke a lot about this um, because they are considered the, the, mo- the just the prideful country in South America. They look down on the rest of, of us. <laughs> As as I would as I would tell her, don't you dare look down on me. <laughs> you know? um, but it's you know, and and that's presented some challenges for us um, because for for Alejandro Pelufo especially, 
as I already shared, South America is eating up doctrines of grace, is eating up expository preaching. They they see the importance of it, and they you know they listen to John MacArthur. And when a graduate from the Master Seminary, where John MacArthur is the president, you know is going to their country and is starting a church and is training men. Most people from those countries, they, they, they just gather and they go and it's growing, it's booming. And obviously the Lord is in charge of the growth. We know that. Um, but we feel like um, Argentina is, has its own challenge and, and Alejandro has expressed this to us and to others. Just sometimes they, they don't want what, what's coming from the U.S. They don't need it. They don't. Um, and sometimes in their own hearts, even though they're, they're, they're Christians, they're pastors, in their own hearts, they struggle with this. We don't need the Americans to come and tell us how to do things. Uh, we don't need to do it the American way. Um, and so, you know, it, it's it's something to pray about, that you'll pray for. Um, we we know that it is the Lord who's, who you know, we might see growth in a, a slower pace, but um, we just want to be faithful. We want to be faithful there and in that, that particular ministry. Um, and the city where we're going, or I should say maybe the, the town, because it depends on... Where, where, where what's the standard is is a little little town called Lobos, and Lobos is about forty about forty miles southwest of uh, Buenos Aires, and it's a it's a small town. It's a, it's, a, it's a really cute town. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be using the word cute as a guy, but it's it's a uh, it's nice. It's it's nice to live there. It's it's pretty safe. A lot of people from the capital city have moved to Lobos. Because of the insecurity that there is right now in the capital city, um, and as you see there, there's the Catholic Church. Catholicism now, with the Pope being from Argentina and such, does have some um, some importance. But believe it or not, Argentina is just less and less Catholic. It's more secular. Uh, I grew up in a very secular country. Uruguay is is considered they call it the uh, the Sweden of the South. Um, or and it's in that, or Switzerland from the south, sorry, because it is so secular, so godless. They have no desire for God. They don't believe in God. And that's where you have to start. Uh, in a lot of other countries, you might just say, hey, you say you believe in God, but, well, we have to take a step fo- before that and just, you know, talk about, the Bible talks about God in this way. And so there's it, just different challenges in, in, in that sense. Um, and we're going to Argentina to serve along the Palufos. And you guys know a lot about their ministry. Um, you've heard from them. Uh, they've been a, a huge blessing uh, for us and for the people there. And we, we ask you to keep praying for them. Alejandro, as you know, is just involved in so much, uh, so many ministry details. He is he's pastoring the church, preaching, teaching. He's emphasized the, you know, the, the importance of preaching the Word of God in a ministry. Um, he's put that... And he's, you know, he's preaching weekly. His sermons have impacted so many. And there are people moving to the church. Uh, there's, there, I know some men, when we went there, they left the churches where they were pastoring just to be part of the congregation at this church. You know, something similar to what you see sometimes here at Grace. You have just people moving from across the country just to be part of this church and be under the teaching. And, and that's what's happening, partly in, in, uh, in Lobos. And it's just a small town. And uh, and I, this is just some of the people of the church. Uh, he's he's ministering to them. He's having opportunities to train a lot of the men for leadership. Um, he's he's developing. He has developed a program to train the men. And actually, some of the women are are also taking some of those courses that are not the pastoral courses. So he's very involved there. And then uh, Monica has also been involved in in ministry quite a bit as well. 
Yeah, we, we decided to put this picture um, just to give a little detail um, that, you know, sometimes they have little conference or things like that with pastors. So my mom decided to start trying to imitate Shepherd's Conference. <laughs> uh, so trying to, like, serve them and the just the unity of the church as they're serving. And they actually, the pastors are being very, um, just they are impactful of that and they ask even my mom sometimes to also go with my dad to their churches and teach the woman you know but I'm saying this because my mom just learned just a lot of these things uh if not all of them here at Grace uh, Shepherds Conference or other events in Spanish ministry um probably a lot of you guys maybe are involved in that as well um so just she learned a lot from that and now she's trying to imitate somehow that in Argentina and I know that's been a, a big ministry as well um she's also involved in other in other things she like I say she usually has people in the house every time I Skype oh yeah I'm here with this person oh yeah I'm here with this this lady mm-hmm. um and when we went there there was just one family's like yeah almost every other day I will try to go there because you know she just needed help with her marriage and um, so it's just my mom is being able to just to help other ladies and, and, and women as well. And, but also serving the church. Yeah. And so our desire would be to, to come alongside of them in the church and in training the pastors. And when it comes to the church, you know, I sat down with, um, some of the leaders that of the church, uh, when I was there and, and they talked and it was a, it was a great conversation because they, they, they said, these are the great things that are happening. But these are also a lot of the weaknesses we have, and, and it's just so great when you're when you join uh, a leadership team that's just humble and just recognizes weaknesses. And a lot of times, there's a lot of butting heads when that doesn't happen. And it was it was great. We we sat around, we talked, and they want me to to come alongside and help with the teaching, help with the preaching, help with the music. I have a little experience of that just through family and and ties in, in college. Um, but it goes even beyond into counseling. There's a lot. Obviously, Alejandro is, is focusing a lot on his preparation of messages, of teaching. He's got opportunities not only in Argentina but outside of the country. Um, so, And I, I desire to be more involved in a pastoral role. Obviously, I'm young. I'm inexperienced when it comes to the pastoral ministry. I have a lot of training that the Lord can can use me, you know, teaching these guys on Bible, theology, the languages, those things. But I don't have pastoral ministry. And so I'm, I mean, apart from what I've learned here at Grace, and I would just love to, to spend time just pouring into the people, uh, apart from the, the preaching and teaching, and and have an opportunity to to deal with a lot, of, a lot of the issues that sometimes Alejandro has a hard time because it's just him. It's just him doing some of, this, some of these things. Um, and part of this also includes me helping train the, the leadership there. Because um, Alejandro has developed two programs, as I mentioned, one for the church that he's doing at his church and churches all over Argentina, and then one for pastors. He want to keep some, he wants to keep them separate. He wants the pastor the pastors to to maintain a level of training and, and academic things that you know he doesn't want to bring that down. Um, maybe because some of the other people, some of the other men, might not have the the initial training. So that's that's just been a, a really good uh, point of his of his ministry. And so then the other part would be. Being involved in what is IDEAR, which is Instituto de Expositores Argentina, and it's the Expositors Institute in Argentina. And once we get there, Lord willing, 
we would allow IDEAR to become an official TMAI, the Masters Academy International. And as you know, that's just been... Um, when, when, I, when that vision of TMAI was presented to me when I got here, I was, I was just enamored with it because not only was I going to get to go to a Spanish-speaking country and pastor there and influence a congregation, but if I can do that and also train pastors of the country, of the area... How much more impact? How much more use of you know of the training that I've gotten here? So uh, to have both of those, and not one or the other, was was just a, a great a great vision, and and I I, I really look forward to to Idead becoming that um, if the Lord will allow in the next few years. Um, and so some of the, like I already mentioned, some of the things I'll be teaching is Bible theology, uh, biblical exposition, and and hopefully help in these other in some other details. Uh, just because of time, we would like to just mention. Some of the, the prayer requests we have. Um, first of all, pray for the spiritual growth of our family. We are, we're a young family. We have a lot to learn, uh, a lot to learn with our kids. And we, we know like, it, like anybody, you know, if, we, if we are not growing ourselves, if we're not meditating on God's word and depending upon him, if we start depending on our own strength, uh, you know, it's, the, Lord, the Lord is gracious to still use us, but... Um, the blessing is doing it for with his strength and doing it for his glory. And um, so pray for that. Pray for our ministry in Argentina, neighboring countries. Pray for the Palufos, those pastors are currently studying in Idear, the churches that are under the care of these leaders. Um, time and time again, we, we talk with pastors, and a lot of them are going through some very difficult times um, because this is new. Pastors aren't only doing uh, events and you know entertaining people, and now there's taking a lot of hours of their week to study. And that's that's different, and that's something that churches a lot of times aren't comfortable with because they're supposed to be doing everything in the church. <laughs> and the congregation doesn't want to necessarily step in and take over some of the other details. Um, and pray for our transition uh, to, to Argentina. I Like I said, I'm finishing my thesis. And obviously the fact that we're going to be moving to another country, just the details involved with that, um, along with our... Our support, pray for the Lord will provide a support uh, for us to go, Lord willing, this September or early October. Those are our prayer requests, and yes, thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity, and we want to open it up for a few questions. I know we only have just a few minutes left. If, if anybody has any questions, please. Yeah, um, that's a good question. We we've been visiting churches now for a few months, and um, if any of you have ever been involved with what it, it is to raise support, it, it it takes longer maybe than what you plan. And um, we of our total support, we're at about thirty thirty five percent. So it's, we're still early on. Part of the challenge too is that we're not only trying to raise the support for our needs as a family, but the church, Greece Church, would also like us to support to take some money monthly for the ministry there because it's growing so fast. Um, Alejandro actually already has two employees that work for him. And obviously that just, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of need there to, to pay these, these employees and the ministry. So we're trying to, to kind of take that as well into our budget. Um, and if we need to change that a little bit, we will. Um, but that's, yeah, that's where we're at right now. That's a great question. Thank you.
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the youngest one she started saying, uh oh oh <laughs> So I don't know if that's English or, or Spanish but, <laughs> but She's bilingual already. <laughs> <laughs> I wish no. Uh and then the two years old we're talking to him in English because since we're going over there, um they're going to get the Spanish there. Um that's why he's uh, parents stayed with him. Uh, they, since they're missionaries, they talk to him in, in English in the house. So I'm just trying to get used to talking to them in English. So then over there, I will continue talking to them in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he mainly knows English. He knows a little bit of Spanish. Like my mom will talk to him in Spanish. Mm-hmm. He tries to understand. And when we went there, he did fine. I mean, I mean, that little right now. But yeah, we're mainly doing English right now. So then they will get over there. Thank you both so much for coming today and for taking the time to present your ministry. And it really is so truly exciting for us to get to hear about what the Lord is already doing in Argentina and across all of South America. And so we're very excited and eager to partner with them and send them out to go and continue serving the Lord there. So we're going to end with praying for you guys right now. So let's go ahead and turn to the Lord. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so excited to hear how you have so perfectly and uniquely and sovereignly prepared Carolina and Jonathan for the ministry that you have for them, Lord. We thank you for bringing them together, Lord, in your perfect ways. And Father, we thank you for how you have given them already the background of culture and language and experience, Lord, and relationships already there in the place where you have called them, Father. We thank you also for Carolina's family, for the Palufos. We do continue to pray for Alejandro and Monica that you would give them the stamina, the energy that they need, Father, to uh, continue to serve faithfully, Lord. We know that you have uh, so many opportunities that you have created for ministry there, Lord. And as exciting as they are, Lord, we also pray that you would give them the grace to meet each one um, in a way that would be excellent and would be um, honoring to you, Father. We also continue to pray for the men and the program and the training, Lord. We thank you for the church leaders and for the pastors as well who have the opportunity, Father, to grow in their knowledge and understanding of your word. And we pray, Father, that you would uphold them in all grace and truth, that they would have a desire to know truth and to be accountable to it, Father. And we pray for them as they go back to their churches and teach faithfully, Lord. Father, I pray that they would be supported and encouraged by their families and their church bodies And that though the transition and the progress may be small, Lord, I pray that you would encourage them to be faithful. And may their church bodies grow also tremendously, Father, so they can go out and be lights and testimonies, Father, to the communities around them. And, Father, we do pray for Alejandro in his ministries in Uruguay and Paraguay and Chile, Lord, as it's going out all over, Father. God, continue to use these efforts. Continue to create the desire, Father. And may your word go forth and not return void. Father, we pray for Jonathan and Carolina as they raise their family, Lord, and as they desire to always grow in godliness. Father, we thank you for your grace in their life. And may you continue to work mightily through them, within their family, and also through the testimony of their family outside, Father. Lord, give them wisdom in parenting. Continue to drive them in all humility, Father, to seek you and to seek wise counsel as they grow. And, Father, we pray for the transition, that you will work out all the final details, Lord, 
Father, please provide their support, and may even some of us here today be able to help them with that, God, as you have given us the ability to do so. We pray that you would work through his finishing of all of his papers, Lord, and all the transitions of leaving home here to establish it there in Argentina. God, you are God of all details, and we're so grateful for that. Father, we thank you again for this time, and we do pray that your kingdom would advance through the Willoughby's even as they prepare to go out now, Lord. In your son's name, amen.